With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. Chief Medical Officer Dr. John Lee reports 623 COVID-19 tests carried out since Friday's press conference. Three were positive for SARS-CoV-2, that's the virus that causes COVID-19 disease, and the people were identified through the screening program. None are symptomatic. Two are returning travelers, and one is presumed to have acquired the condition locally. Finance and Economic Development Minister the Honorable Roy McTaggart tables the 2019 Cayman Islands Annual Report in the Legislative Assembly this morning. The Auditor General issued an unmodified opinion on the financial statements of the Ministry for the year ended the 31st of December 2019. The unmodified opinion signifies that the information contained in the financial statements and annual report is accurate in all material respects and can be relied upon. Minister McTaggart highlighted some key areas in the report. Madam Speaker, some of the Ministry's key events and achievements during the 2019 financial year included the issuance of a policy for the payment of annual dividends by statutory authorities and government-owned companies, the processing of 831 requests for waivers of stamp and import duties with a total value of $7.5 million, generating approximately $18 million in incremental revenues from operating investments. Other highlights? A success rate of 97.5% on-time delivery from the post office, the release of the 2017 Occupational Wage Survey, and an increase in contribution rates for the defined benefits pension plan. Mr. McTaggart also expressed pride in particular about the work of the Ministry of Finance, including setting an example by being the first to submit and complete the audit process. For me, it really makes a difference when you work with a group of professionals who live and embrace the ethos of being a world-class civil service. They make my life that much easier, and I look forward to my remaining tenure with them in my role as Minister of Finance. Madam Speaker, I commend this annual report to this House, and I thank you for allowing me to speak. Bodentown West MLA Chris Saunders rose on behalf of his colleagues in the opposition to thank the Minister of Finance and the team in the ministry, describing them as a dedicated group of professionals. It certainly was a busy day of questions and answers in the Legislative Assembly today, some of it a bit contentious, with the opposition asking for government's response to everything from whether free technology classes are offered to the public to who decides which media houses attend government press briefings. As we mentioned, today we also saw the tabling of the annual report, and the Cayman Islands Law Reform Commission annual report was tabled as well, covering the period April 1, 2019 to March 31, 2020. The entrepreneurial spirit of Cayman is alive and well, that according to Minister for Commerce, Planning and Infrastructure, the Honorable Joey Hugh. As Radio Cayman's Shanda Gallego reports, the Cayman Islands Center for Business Development hit a milestone. Minister Hugh reports to date 749 applications have been received for the Micro and Small Business Program. The total value of the grant applications approved hits $1,076,000 Cayman Islands dollars. Of this amount, $660,969.41 have already been received by the applicants. The remainder were approved and have been sent to Treasury for payment. As it relates to the low interest loans program, 60 applications were received, which represents about 37% of all the funds approved by government. Three of those applications were approved recently by the Cayman Islands Development Bank. In addition to current services, once government gives the green light to in-house services, Minister Hugh says a residential business incubator will be set up where micro and small business owners can operate rent-free with business advisors on hand to provide financial and strategic guidance. And I'm certain that these services will be extremely useful 
for our micro and small businesses as we move forward. On the line of business, through their online platform and remote work, Minister Hugh reports the Department of Commerce and Investment has seen over 2,900 trade and business licenses processed and issued between March 21st and June 17th. This includes over 600 new trade and business licenses, which I believe speaks to the confidence in our local economy and demonstrates that the entrepreneurial spirit is alive and well. I want to remind members of the public, in March, this government temporarily waived the trade and business licensing application fees for both new and renewals until the 31st of July. Late trade and business license fees have also been temporarily waived until the 31st of July. So there is still a window of opportunity for micro and small business owners in particular to benefit from these waivers. Minister Hugh says all the boards under the DCI, Trade and Business Licensing, Liquor Licensing, Special Economic Zone and the Film Commission are all up and functioning. Shanda Gallego, Radio Cayman News. The Education Minister says Cayman student population saw significant engagement during the pandemic lockdown. Following the practice of global benchmarking to measure performance, it is indeed reported that England's current student engagement measure was at 23%, whilst here in Cayman, our local education system is at a remarkable 87.8%. This achievement is indeed a testament of the values and principles of our country. The Honorable Juliana O'Connor Conley says throughout the pandemic, the health and safety of local students has been a top priority. More than 600 students per day got free school meals. Government also provided wellness checks for students and weekly teacher counseling services. In addition to the provision of regular meals, care packets and other health and wellness support. This included, but not limited to, providing online education across all schools to approximately 5,020 students. We also provided 655 laptops and loan to students with a proven identified need and prioritized examination year students. She says many lessons were learned during the pandemic and government will ensure students continue to get the quality education they deserve going forward. We have established partnerships to provide internet access for our students and teachers, transportation from the airports to isolation facilities, counseling support for students and staff, and provided a laptop to every single um, student in our government schools program is a new initiative that I'm happy to report that the cabinet gave full support and we're anticipating eagerly to roll out in September. This will cost government about $3 million. Minister O'Connor Conley has also announced the approval of a one-time grant to private schools hurting financially during the pandemic. Government is working with local hotels to make sure there are enough rooms set aside for people coming to the islands to safely isolate. Most people will be aware that government's ability to bring home Caymanians, permanent residents and others who have been making their homes in the Cayman Islands relies on the availability of local room stock in government-approved quarantine facilities. A number of organizations have helped government provide mandatory isolation services for the past three months. But as you heard live right here on Radio Cayman during Friday's COVID-19 briefing, Premier the Honorable Alden McLaughlin says many are now working to free up room stock ahead of what is expected to be a high demand for staycations this summer. To help address this issue, the government's bonfire procurement system, a request for information was published for providing isolation room stock that would close on the 9th of July. Facilities will be leased 
or rent it for an initial period of two months with possible extensions based on the volume of need. And that need may be pretty big. After getting students settled overseas, for example, parents will require isolation when they return home. And there are also teachers and their families who need to arrive and get settled in before schools can open. Education is just one example of the logistics that government is navigating with these emergency flights. The needs of Caymanians who have to routinely travel away from and back to these islands for health-related issues is another. Government's newly created organization Travel Time will be responsible for the coordination of these issues. It starts operations on Wednesday. Antibody testing for COVID-19 has been underway at Health City Cayman Islands following the arrival of 5,000 tests in May. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller has the details. Clinical Director Dr. Benoit Chadampurambil says with the introduction of antibody testing, the Cayman Islands has the complete package in detecting and fighting COVID-19, with the results showing that Cayman is one of the safest places on Earth right now. Antibody testing detects antibodies in the blood, which are developed as part of the body's immune system defense against viruses and diseases. Immunoglobulin testing differs from the regular COVID-19 tests, which are done via nasal swab, and detects active COVID-19 infections. The antibody test measures COVID-19 antibodies in the blood, which indicates that the body has already fought the virus. The antibody test is quick and simple, requiring only three cc's of blood to be drawn with the results back within under an hour. Antibody testing can support priority screening of high-risk groups for COVID-19 infections, such as healthcare workers, delivery service providers, or food supply workers who may have already developed a certain level of immunity and could continue serving and or return to work. Health City says as healthcare specialists worldwide continue to research the virus, and understand more about the immunity to COVID-19, the test could also help communities reopen and return to normality faster. Antibody testing can also provide more clarity to determine the level of COVID-19 which existed in the community and also the potential, quote, immunity of a population to infection or reinfection. Public Health has been directing all COVID-19 testing in the Cayman Islands, and the antibody testing in Health City will feed into the national tracking of the rate of infection amongst the local population. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Carsley Fuller. If you'd like to book an appointment for antibody testing, you can send an email to COVID-19AntibodyTest at healthcity.ky. Include your name, date of birth, and phone number. You can also call or text 525-1481. In other local news, the 18-year-old Northside man arrested in connection with this weekend's wounding has been formally charged now with wounding and wounding with intent. The young man is charged with stabbing another man, reportedly his stepfather, who was taken to the hospital and at last check was in stable condition there. Portions of the incident were streamed live on social media. When officers entered the residence, they say the suspect was armed with bladed weapons, started a fire and threatened officers. They tasered the suspect and arrested him. Police today also say 44-year-old Simon Newball, who was arrested last Thursday, has now been formally charged with threats to kill possession and consumption of a controlled drug, three counts of assaulting police, two counts of possession of a prohibited weapon, and three counts of causing fear or provocation of violence. He was due to appear in court this morning. A quick update now on the new Cayman Defense Regiment. We had over 350 applications for the 50 part-time reservists and a large number of Caymanians, which is really welcome news as well. His Excellency the Governor Martin Roper says later this month a training team is coming in from the UK comprised of 14 who will go into two weeks of quarantine immediately upon arrival. And then they will train our reservists through 
through August, but we hope to be able to form uh, the regiment, having done their basic training by the end of August. The United Kingdom will also be shipping in a large number of uniforms and equipment for the regiment. Five junior officers are still training overseas. As the island starts opening up, the culture minister is encouraging you to take in some local history and heritage this summer. Our national attractions, the Queen Elizabeth II Botanic Park and the Pedro St. James Historic Great House are reopening to the public starting on Monday, July 6th. The Honorable Dwayne Seymour reminds residents that admission is just $5 for adults, while children under 5 and seniors older than 65, they can visit for free. This is a great way to have time outside the house to enjoy nature and to learn about our island's past. Supplemental information for kids to help them learn about the history of Cayman's national attractions can be found on the kids' blog page at explore.gov.ky. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's Newsroom. I'm April Cummings.